Don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Gotta call for a drunk in somebody's trunk. Rig life, rig life, rig life, rig life. Gotta call to the mall, dead guy in the stall. Rig life, rig life, rig life, a rig life. Gotta call for a break and it turned out to be fake. Rig life, rig life, a rig life, a rig life. Got to drive really fast and it was, it was a blast. Rig life, rig life, rig life. Life. Showed up to the scene and they asked us to stop singing this damn song. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to Rig Life. And this is going to be an extra special Rig Life today because we have an extra special guest on. So, first of all, and it's not me. No, well, first of all, Erka, how are you doing? Karen! I'm doing good. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good. And let's introduce our, our guest. Um, her name is Schmicker Schmagel from the UK. No, it's Lorraine, everybody! <gasps> it's Lorraine from the It's me! If you're on our Facebook page, uh, you know you Lorraine. Know Lorraine is. is our moderator extraordinaire. And uh, you've become kind of a, a mascot uh, to the show. And I, that sounds uh-huh. awful, but we bring you up almost every episode. No, I do. I do. And I, I do apologize for that. No, no, don't. Um, because sort of like you and Mary are regulars that people rarely see. But because we just love the things you guys say, we have to talk oh, about it. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, because, yeah. you know, Mary gets a little out of control. She has lately. Um, you have Erica, no idea, Lorraine. Erica's afraid for me. <laughs> I am afraid of Mary when she speaks. Have to say, yeah, she gets pretty. Uh, she gets pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> she yelled at the TV the other day, and, and I forget what she said. Oh, she said I, that's a face I could punch. She said that. Really? <gasps> Has never hurt a thing in her life, but I'm thinking that's changing. That is a lie. Yeah. She's listening in through the door. I'm afraid what's going to happen when I when I get out. But uh, anyway, enough of Mary. We've got Lorraine on today. Lorraine, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, do you want name, age, suicide? No, I'm Lorraine. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm originally from London. I was born and bred in London, and then moved to to move to sunny Wales um, about thirty years ago. Um, and I did some nursing down here. Then I became a matron, yes, matron of a boarding school uh, for the girls. And I stayed at that school for about 25 years. Um, and that's about it, really. So you're the matron. I'm... So you were like the mean, um, the mean lady that. No, oh. no I was nice. I was, I wasn't like Mrs. Trunchbull. Okay, or whoever. so you were like, you can't have so... any pudding if you don't eat your meat. You can't have any meat well, if you don't yeah. eat your pudding. <laughs> yeah. well, okay, it was a bit like that. <laughs> no, I was, I was nice. 
right. So I looked after, I looked after lots of girls and I was in loco parentis. So I was their mum and their teacher and, the, you know, oh, and their I friends. I you being their, amazing at that, Laurie. Their cleaner and their cook and their bottle washer and everything. But no, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I stayed there for 20 odd years. So, yeah. you know, I don't think you should stay anywhere if you don't enjoy what you do. I agree with you. I think but, many you know, people I agree have, too. Uh, you know, live up to that, unfortunately. So yeah. today we're going to talk about a couple of things, uh, you know, uh, so much is going on in the world and so much is about COVID now and how can it not be? I mean, it's the center yeah. of all of our lives right now. Um, so to get started, Erica, can you just tell me, uh, you were telling me something the other day about how it's really hit close to home for you, other than the fact that, thank you again, that you're still working at the post office and at risk to being um, exposed to it all the time. What's what's going on in um, with you? Um, I actually just found out um, a friend of mine um, tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Now she is a nurse at uh, our local hospital, and she does work on the COVID floor. So she was diagnosed on Tuesday. She wasn't feeling well for the past couple of days. Um, they wanted her to stay working until she got her results. She got her results, and now she is in quarantine. But Luckily, Did you say they wanted um, her to she st- is... keep working until she got her results? Yeah, until she got her results, yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't like that. No, I don't like that either. Yeah, so... In the same token, up, uh, they're so, so short-staffed, but that doesn't really... Yeah, they're... No. No, and um, so she's luckily in quarantine with her husband. So he and I, uh, Ben and myself, um, were... Uh, partners back in the day so uh i know ben really well and so they they're in quarantine ashley's symptoms are very mild um she didn't even have a fever um her symptoms were a sore throat and a really 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 dry cough so uh, luckily that's so far that's her only symptoms right now um and she is actually feeling pretty good like we had an hour phone conversation the other day and we were howling like you know ben was like Hey, you think the life insurance will pay out if, uh, you know, I make her get a little more sick and stuff? Yeah. Like it was- <laughs> Black humor, right? Dark humor. Yeah. So, oh yeah. And, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're being so safe about it. They sent their kids away, uh, to stay with their sister about a month ago because of Ashley's job. Wow. So they're being very proactive and, um, she should be okay, but it's still scary because it's like, you don't think you'll ever know somebody who has it. And then once you do, you're like, okay, that's a little close. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, for some reason, there's a lot of hate against nurses right now. Um, I've, I don't know, uh, Lorraine, you don't, I don't know if you get anywhere near the amount of, um, no, to be honest, I think, I think here from what I see and maybe I'm sheltered, I don't know, but we see own, I see only love. Um, at the moment, there is so much love and respect for every member of the healthcare system and their families and everybody. Up. And, you know, we have this clap every Thursday. Everybody goes out on a Thursday, 8 o'clock, whistles, claps, drums. We have people in dinosaur suits with big drums the other oh, night come around that's here. That's cool. And this that's is all amazing. No, lovely. I mean, we call it clap the carers, but initially started on with, off with the NHS, you know, which is brilliant. And even... Um, people who work on the roads, painting the roads, they've gone out in the middle of the night 
and in front of the hospitals are painted rainbows. Yeah. And, oh, you know, and, and it is beautiful. We're not that. Um, no, and I do hope this that's not just what I see, that it's not oh, just isolated. Well, I don't think so. I, I think to back up what I said a little bit is that I think I know that there's a, a whole ton of respect and love towards me, the people that are working um, in all areas of healthcare, including para staff. But I'm hearing more and more about the mistrust of nurses. And unfortunately, it's more coming from the south of us. Uh, the U.S. have a lot of um, uh, suspicion against nurses. I don't think we have anywhere near the amount of uh, paranoia and suspicion here. But there was someone on my Facebook page um, actually with someone who I was a friend with. And uh, I don't know if we're still friends on Facebook and I'm totally okay with that. Uh, he was posting some pretty like paranoid, crazy stuff. And uh, he said that he'd rather die at home than get health uh, help in the hospital. And oh that God. he doesn't trust nurses, especially the young generation, the younger generation. Why? And then his friend piped in with all this hate towards uh, medical staff and stuff like that. So I said to them, you know what? How about this? Don't ever ask for help from a nurse ever again, okay? Yeah. I don't. And, oh, you have a problem with the younger generation that's working side by side with the older generation and living in their garages and their cars or different parts of their house and putting themselves at risk like you're Mm -hmm. And I don't get it. It's like... And they don't even have a logical reason for it. No. And you're seeing that there's these conspiracy theories going on, mostly, like I said, in the U.S., but it's happening here, too. And I don't get it. We're the nurses are like if anybody. You've got yeah. the paramedics that are bringing us bringing you us to us. I mean, I'm not working, but to to the E.R. And then you've got the E.R. saving your asses. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, here, I don't know about you. But I mean, the COVID floor, the ICU, all all that, you know, everybody who's kicking in, but. Nurses are in their final year of training. They've been asked to stop their training and and work on the walls and work in reception areas. You know, and that, that is the younger generation. And we couldn't do without those. And we couldn't do without the people that have come back from retirement and people Thousands upon thousands of people have come back from retirement to do work, which puts them in danger. I mean, that, I mean, oh, I don't, I don't See, get how I you can't have respect for that. I, either do I, but I guess, I think part of it as well is that um, um, there's a lot of fear, a lot of anger, no. and a lot of misinformation and, and isolation. So you throw all that together right. with going down rabbit holes with scary YouTube pages, giving you ridiculous uh you know uh paranoid uh conspiracy theories then all those hours of sitting home and ruminating and stewing in it probably leads to some of this stuff but i I don't know yeah i just wanted to hit that because guess what (laughs) you know what let's let's give some love to everybody else um who's working in the essential services and that's another now that we're see erica knows how i got on go on my tangents and i get all riled up um, see how I just uh, I just sit here, Lorraine, and listen patiently. Her eyes roll back in her head a bit, um, and I'm like, "Oh God, Karen!" <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That doesn't happen. Okay, well, here, here's another thing I want to touch on, and then I, I'll, you know, you guys bring in on it. Um, it's come about that essential services 
And let's let's talk about not just healthcare or paramedicine. Let's also talk about police, fire, um, people that work in grocery stores, postal postal workers, anybody anybody that saves us, keeps us healthy, keeps food on our table, keeps. Yep. All, I think we all know. I don't want to leave anybody out, but along <coughs> along that that vein of yeah, words. exactly. It's a long list, isn't it? In all this going oh, on, there's list. been like glaring that the essential services are the worst jobs out there. Mm. When I mean by worst, they're the hardest, they're the least paid, and these are the people that are getting the shit kicked out of by the public the most. Yeah. So it, it took this pandemic to say, wait a minute, we need to start treating our essential workers from A to Z better. And why this whole time have everybody been so beaten up and underpaid given part-time contracts so they don't get you know um health uh, so they don't get insurance and 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 how about the status of some of these essential workers for example paramedics aren't still considered essential here oh no they're not so but but buses are you know like different there's so many things that are on this list of essential and unfortunately paramedics aren't I that I, I think they're on our list. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't understand yeah. how that is even a possibility. That just completely blows my mind. But what do you guys think yeah. about that? You know, like, do you do you see that, or um, like, how does it compare in the UK or Erica? What What do you think about that? Go ahead, Lorraine. I'm interested to hear how it is where you are. <laughs> well, again, I I think. Um, there was a, um, a piece of news yesterday, um, and one of the uh, in the news conferences, one of the uh, it was from a member of the public, I think, um, brought up a piece of information that apparently, you know, with all this love that I've just said that we have for the NHS and how much work they do, um, and how much you know everybody's doing to, to save each other, and yet they're planning to be a pay freeze. No, I, I get, I get that there's going to be a recession. I, I do get that. And he was saying, well, okay, well, certain things about a 15% pay rise and things, but that is only going to cause animosity. You know what I mean? At the moment, it's it's great. You know, every, you know, we're treating everybody really respectfully as far as I can see. And then suddenly you're going to get this, there's going to be a pay freeze and you're going to get some people rebelling and the nurses will rebel because everything going well, okay, you've put us on the front line. We are in danger in our lives. You've got postal yep. workers in danger in lives coming to my coming to my door, you know, with all these packages that people are buying. I will, I will not buy anything. The only thing I bought off the internet at the moment is a birthday card for three people. I will not buy anything because I don't want anybody else to be able to have to do more and they're already doing. You know, I mean, they do so much already. You know, I won't, I won't do it. I won't buy off the internet. Um, if you know, Thanks if that, I, Lorraine. Yeah, no. Well, if I see my postman, I'll always say, you know, okay. In the past, he's my postman. Just quick wave, and that's it. But now I'll make sure I, I look him in the eye and I say thank you because I can't do anything else but that. Um, I mean, so I and I think it's and I, if I'm I don't, I haven't been to the shops for weeks and weeks, but if I see somebody in the shop, I, you know, I make a point of asking how how are you, you know, and I Goes really mean way. that. Goes a yeah, long I, way. Really, really it's does. not a, how you doing. It's how how are you, you know, and I think that's really really important. I can't do anything more than that, you know, for my house or whatever. But 
Um, no, but see, yeah, you're, I, you're you're playing the best role that you can in this, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's yeah, many people that can. You look at Amazon, and that Bezos son of a bitch oh. is like freezing wages and won't let people yeah. take sick time. I hope when this is all said and done that because he's got people between a rock and a hard place. So, you know, well, in some yeah. sense, I don't know how much stuff is essential to buy off of Amazon, but in the same token, like, I hope he gets boycotted. Yeah. I mean, I certainly don't and, want to buy shit here's from the, this country from that. But then you start doing this, you start boycotting, then people start getting laid off. So, I mean, the reality I, of it, yeah, is, I know you mean, yeah, it, it's not going to stop. We are so overwhelmed at work that, uh, you know, people on the inside and carriers are working weekends. So Sunday there was uh, there's overtime then going into the holiday Monday because it's a holiday here. They are we're working. We start at 2 a.m. So four hours early start Monday and Tuesday because we're so overwhelmed. We can't even get it like just as we're like, OK, things are looking better. We only have, you know, four monos of, of packages left. You know, eight more come in, and you're like, "Come on! Like, when is it going to stop?" How much stressing is a, everybody is a out? Of, uh, a hold, Erica, just to give everybody a, a perspective. And what is it? Um, it's a huge. It's basically like the size of a skid with four foot walls on each side. So that is full to the top of you know those tiny little Wish packages you get from Wish, and they're like this big. Yeah. Picture thousands of them in one mono, and each one of those has to be scanned. Oh my god. So is is that because people are ordering more stuff, or is it yes. just because there's a delay? It is. Uh, oh, do you know? Yeah, and and then in that created the delay, and now it's like there can't be any guaranteed times of things to get to people because no, it's like you know, and things are getting messed up. Like you know, they come into Toronto, and all of a sudden, you know, your address is let's say in Toronto, but the package then ends up in Nova Scotia, has to come all the way back. It's just things are there's too many things on the floor. Like I am. Um, I'll post a picture on the group of um, this, uh, where everything comes in. Uh, when it, once it crosses the border, it goes to this place um, for our post office. And it's massive and it's full. Like you can't even see people because of all the packages and boxes. And it's crazy. Yeah. And the thing is, you said, you know, you're obviously working overtime. And obviously, the more you, more you work, the more tired you will get. You know, yeah, and then your immune system will go though. down, then you'll get ill, and then you will go off, and there'll be other people who have to take up, you know, take up your shifts. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's a vicious circle, right? Um, yeah, it is. Like, Mary ordered a couple of light bulbs. I know this sounds, like, ridiculous, but we need these light bulbs, and you can't just get them anywhere, right? Uh, yeah. Because our apartment's weird. Yeah, from uh, Home Hardware, one of our hardware stores here. Uh, but right. two months ago. <laughs> And we haven't heard hide or tail, but you think we're going to put an inquiry in right now? Uh, no. Like, who gives a shit? Like, okay, we'll get, so we'll be out of light in that area for now. We can make it work. Um, right. But it's it's like, I can see that there are still a lot of people that would be like, where's my damn light bulb? And oh, so many. And where's my friendship bracelet that I ordered, you know, a month ago from, like, are you kidding? Your friendship bracelet is essential for you to have right now? Not it's- to mention your anal beads. <laughs> well, those are those are very essential. Well, those are through the mail. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. How essential those are. The only thing I bought, I would say, online is is food shopping, and that's just yes, through the yes. you know that's a food delivery service. But you know, I mean, I I I go shopping every two weeks. My neighbor yeah. and I share share a slot. So if I got a slot, I'll ask her what she wants, and I would order it. 
And then if, if she gets a slot, she asks me what I want and we'll order it. So, so literally we got we share. We live next door to each other. We share. We we share the cost, we share the we share the journey. Works out yeah. perfectly. And I haven't got That's to carry heavy bags and but see, you know, there's stories we don't hear about because it's stories like what you guys are doing and other people are doing, um, including like, you know, what Mary and I try to do yeah. our part is it, like, you don't hear that. You hear so much. No, it's normal. But unfortunately, I mean, I think it's our stories that keep I the do. world going in a better place. Absolutely. the assholes yeah. that bung up the machine that yeah. know, just make it so much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now... Getting, I want to talk about long-term care and how horrible um, it's hit uh, our people here in Canada. Uh, and so, I want to just talk a little bit about my experience uh, as a nurse and what I I can I can share that um, I know this has not been a secret. People have known about this for ages. Like when I was in nursing school, the most dreaded assignment that you could get was at a nursing home. That that was our wor- that was our worst calls, and not because we don't love the homes. elderly, but because it yeah. was no. backbreaking work, and yep. it was filthy conditions. Now, filthy compared to yep. other places, filthy compared to our hospitals. Our hospitals are pretty damn clean, but still, yeah. I mean, you see people sitting like the elderly sitting in chairs with that um, the loungers with the tray in front of it all day. Mm-hmm. And as a student, all day. What are you going to do? So you tell you tell your your instructor, and they say, well. They don't really have, and they're embarrassed to even know how to answer. Mm-hmm. Now, this was, this was, geez, almost 30 years ago, but, you know, I guess I'm dating back to 30 years ago. I can speak mm-hmm. on it. Um, and then I would Hey, Karen. Yeah. 30 years ago, I was nine. And a little punk. <laughs> Were you picking up chicks then? Sure was. <laughs> you had a kissing booth. I did. You can see it. Lemonade and kiss it. My parents, my dad made it for me. My parents Aww. made it for me. They said, you got to start earning your keep. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> your dad, you have to start earning your keep. Uh, that's my Yeah, Italian that's what accent. it sounded like. Yeah. Wow. I am the queen it's of incredible. accents. You know that. Um, it's You just sounded so much like my father. I was like, I had to do a double take. Even my facial expressions. Yeah. Hey, I've never met your dad, but just be. from your facial expressions, I learned exactly how oh, yeah. that would be. Um, yeah, but you can't, you know, you just can't make this kind of genius. I'm born with it. <laughs> you, um, you are, you were born with it. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's, it's Crayola. Maybe it's Crayola. Um, I made this video, Lorraine. I don't. I think I need to post it. Um, yeah. I I did myself up like a dude, and I was like, "Darling, you look so wonderful." And then I put. I actually took Cray- Crayola markers and did make like the worst yeah. makeup job. And then I go, maybe it's Crayola. So I, have to, I think I have you to post totally it. Post I have to post my young lesbian pictures too. I have to find those. Yeah. I know you teased us with that and then you still haven't done that. Oh, I'm going to do it. Um, Shocking. Okay, so Shocking. I want to get back to uh, uh, when I first graduated back. Uh, there, there was not a lot of nursing jobs, believe it or not. I don't think that's ever, that hasn't even touched on it since then. So they decreased no. the admissions into nursing hospitals, I mean, into nursing schools. And then, of course, what happens there is a shortage of nurses. But in that period of time, I had to, like, beg, borrow, and steal any job that I could get. Um, So one of them was I worked for a temp agency, and I worked at a hospital here called Riverdale. It's since changed its name. But it was a Uh, rehab hospital 
where basically it was people that couldn't care for themselves and were living their lives out there. Um, it could be anything from spinal cord injuries to dementia to uh, anything you can think of, uh, even like d severe depression, stuff like that. It was a catch-all eight-floor story prison of hell for most people in there. Now, I would get... I only I only did it twice because I'm like I'm, I I can't work under these conditions and now I'm fresh faced at a nursing school so you can imagine my expectations are very high for myself obviously and for how things are going to be. I was on yeah. the floor by myself on two night shifts with over forty patients. Gosh. Okay, uh, from seven to seven, and I worked with two PSW support, personal support workers, and that was our job. Now these people are all bedridden, needing to be fed, cleaned. Uh, their uh, toilet, you know, toileting, uh, you know, they'd wear uh, adult diapers and needed to be cleaned. Uh, all their meds had to be given out. And it was some of the, I, I was crying at the end of it because I had enough time just to give out the meds. And, and, and I, I wanted to help the staff there and I couldn't. They're like, look, we've got this. And basically they would go around like an assembly line with people. And I was disgusted by you don't get quality time with anybody. No, that's that's why I left nursing because I that was I couldn't do that. I couldn't spend time with a patient. So there's a, a long term care situation right there. And I was like fresh mm -hmm. out of out of college, you know, university. And I was like, OK, so there's my Riverdale experience. Now, that place is it, it, it's for something else now. Then I worked um, as a visiting nurse um, going home to home. And I would go to some nursing homes and I'd be like, what am I, what can I do here? Like, what, what can I do here? Except for maybe change addressing yep. and stuff like that. But I'd see the conditions and go, well, no wonder they have a bed sore. No wonder they mm -hmm. have, you know, uh, like they're, oh, they're diabetic. They have an open wound on their foot, but they're sitting all day. So that foot is getting the circulation cut off. Yeah. They're diabetic. They and it an just festers. Wound. Exactly. It festers. So then I became a nursing manager and then I would have to go in and like, I mean, I, we did all homes and all situations, but then I would have to go into these places and try to help coordinate my staff going in to, to, to help what my hands were tied. Like yeah. literally all I could do. And then the, 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 the temp staff didn't want to go back time and time and the conditions were no. terrible. So I'm like, yeah, I would report it to my manager. My manager would just look at me like this. I'm making a like blank face. Um, and it, 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 it's been bad. Uh, and then that, so that's up, up until when I work in the, in the, um, the ER. Now people would say to me when I worked at the pediatric hospital, they go, well, that has to be the saddest thing that you've ever done in your career. And it must be, must've been much harder than a working, say, let's say adult or general admission. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I saw some horrible cases and honestly, I still have nightmares about them, but seeing elderly people with no one mm. come into the hospital, no one visits their, their health has deteriorated to the point that because of the lack of care they were receiving. So they come in yeah. lonely and sick and go back lonely and less sick and yeah. it's a revolving door. And a lot of the times the staff want to keep the patient in the, in the ER or in the hospital, have them admitted, but we can't, if it's a UTI, we no. can treat it, but they come in with yep. fevers and and they're so sick and they're so lonely or have dementia. And again, I'm not necessarily knocking the nurses there. You can, it's, you can only do nice. so much. So yeah. 
from so I'm going from 30 years ago to to recent history. Some of those cases with the elderly were some of the saddest I've ever seen. And yeah. you know what? Here, here's the thing: like I would I would do, um, and many other nurses. I'm not just saying well me, but we would give them like a a, a sponge bath and maybe rub some lotion on their back. They hadn't had touch like that in a year or two. And you know how important that little bit of touch matters. And so here we would give them a bit of touch and they'd be like, oh my God, thank you so much. And that makes me even more sad because yeah, we have to give a little old lady a rub, then, a back rub. Yeah. You know? like, and we wouldn't have enough time, but at least, and maybe sometimes we would have them more clean than they had been in six months. Because two or three of us would go in and say, all right, we'd get Mabel laughing and, you know, yeah. we'd give her a great bed bath. And, and sometimes they cry and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm just like, fuck, why? And I know. You why just want to do it for everybody, don't you? So here's my take and what I've seen over the years. So it's not a secret. It's not like anybody's, not like nobody's talking about it. It's a known fact. No. Erica, tell me about how it was for you to drop, pick up and drop people off. It was horrible. You didn't want to ever you know, you didn't want to ever leave them there. You know, we get a call, you know, bring somebody back and you know, you, you know yourself, they're not stable and they're going back, they're getting sent back and you know what they're getting sent back to. Like we've gone to nursing homes and like Karen said, they're lined up down the halls in those chairs with the tray in front of them so they can't get up. And the, you sit there all day, day in, day out, staring at that, out that fucking window. And it's just like, what I, I, you know what? When when I was younger, I said to my parents, I'll never put you guys in a nursing home ever. And I never did. And to, you know, my parents are both passed away now, but yes. we, they never went into a nursing home. And I will never send anybody I love into a nursing home. I mean, you know, retirement home, different story, you know, but nursing homes are, I, I wouldn't even send my worst enemy there. I just said, especially, my choice is nursing home or not, just do some pillow therapy on me. Yeah. <laughs> Put the right. pillow over my head until yeah. I stop moving, you know, like, as awful me. as it sounds. Do something. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no. you know, it's... How is it in the UK, Lorraine? Yeah, like, yeah. How, how is it there? Is it... Um, I don't have a lot of experience with nursing homes as such. I mean, I had, I did, obviously, as a, a student nurse, we did our rotation on the geriatric ward, which is an awful word, with the elderly ward. And like Karen said, I had trepidation about going there. I didn't want to do it. It was smelly. And, yes, it was smelly at times. And it was going to be hard work. Yes, it was hard work. But you know what? That was my most, the most rewarding time I had in my nursing. It was absolutely wonderful. I had the best times. There were there were worse times. There were some of the worst times on there. But you know what? Sitting by somebody's <clears throat> sitting by somebody's bedside when you know they haven't got anybody and they won't let go of your hand. And all I've got to do is just stay by their side and watch them and hold their hand while they pass away. It just that if that's all I could do, then that was my that was my life. It didn't matter how long I stayed there. If I could do that, just make somebody's passing or just make somebody's hour or two just that bit better just by being there, then I'd do it. But that, I just felt rewarding. I had the best Christmases on there. 
absolutely wonderful. You get the patients up in the morning, you know, you dress them and bathe them and get them all done. And then up. You just have, oh my gosh, Brandy's at nine o'clock. Fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely <laughs> wonderful time. Absolutely wonderful time. You know, the doctors would prescribe Guinness, you know, and, yes, and then nice don't awesome. drink, you know. And it was wonderful. I did try getting on that, but you know, protocol and all that. Um <laughs> a couple of times I worked at a, a nursing home. We uh, the doctors would prescribe, uh, and yeah. these are some of the good things you don't you don't hear yeah. about. So exactly. they would prescribe um, like uh, one ounce of like you said brandy or sherry, That's or right. like, eight ounces of Guinness. And so honestly, yeah. on a nursing cart, we'd have like a little yes. bar underneath, and we'd be like, That's right. there you go. And they'd yeah. be like, you know, they'd sip their sherry and they'd be out for the night, better than any other drug you can give because it gives them yeah. that oh, yeah. that 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 pleasure that brings them back or just that they yeah. feel that that sort of in the meantime a little bit of of humanity again and I yeah think that's, yeah a lot of humanity has been taken out of these nursing homes and i and i, I don't it's, i don't think it's ever malicious except for the no. people that are owning these nursing homes and these companies that are running yeah. nursing homes like businesses like a business like it's a restaurant or like it's uh you know whatever you you want to say it is now these these people are not your 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 commodity here these are no, human beings no and so it's i found out where i was do before I, I was setting this up now you can't stay on top of stats because they're changing hourly right but the stats here in canada right now are that 82 percent of the deaths here are from nursing homes from the elderly right directly related to the elderly in nursing homes um and that's that's not an accident uh no, no. And what i'm saying is okay wh what you have is one to turn two nurses for a whole facility per shift you might get an extra nurse during the day you may have two three if you're lucky maybe four uh psws working and they're in charge and we're talking well not 10 patients we're talking 20, 30, 40, 50 patients. And they're doing most of the work. Uh, the nurses are like, let's get the meds out. Let's do a quick check on, on different things. And then the, 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 who's running those hospitals are the PSWs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I fully we, agree with that. We just, nurses become pill pushers. That's pretty much yeah. it. And don't have a hell of a lot of time for anything else. And then no one wants to go there and work because the conditions are so horrible. But then you feel like you need to go there and work because someone needs to work there and take care of these people. Mm -hmm. And I got yeah. a quote from one of the, from a, a nurse, uh, from a PSW, her name is uh, Lindsay Couture. And she said she was only able to work three years because she was so burnt out. Mm -hmm. This is a quote from her. You had so many residents and so few, sorry, I better get closer to my mic here. And here's my, my book. You had so many residents and so few PSWs. To be honest, the people who are the most sick and confused got forgotten because they weren't the ones who were able to voice their concerns. It breaks your heart. And I mean, that just, you know, that's a, coming from someone who's lived it and worked it. Um, yeah, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And, I know, it's so terrible. And many personal support workers are rightfully being hailed as the he uh, for heroes for their continued dedication. Yeah. Um, and even though even we're starting to mourn the, the deaths and the illness of some of these PSWs that are going to work day in and day out in these horrible conditions, and, and nurses as well. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's just, it's, what do you do? 
I know. I mean, yeah, it's, just, that's, it's horrible. What happens has it to is, happen is, is our government has to fucking step it up. Yeah. And get yeah. on this. But it's taken, unfortunately, this this pandemic to make it all of a sudden, um, you know, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess we do need to do something about it now. I had no idea. Of course you had an idea. You're yeah. putting it off. And I just want to go through a, a couple of... Uh, um, uh, dates here, if you don't mind. Um, they always knew. That's the thing. Yes. You know, it's on April fifteenth. The um, Ontario Premier Doug Ford called the situation a wake-up call. Okay, that's that's fantastic, Doug. Thank you. Um, the Minister of Long-Term Care, Marilee Fullerton, said that they would spare no expense. Okay, better something than nothing. April fifteenth, the uh, Nova Scotia Premier Stephen McNeil said. Uh, look into they're gonna they promise to look into more protocols after the crisis is over, acknowledging the dangers of putting too many residents in one room. Right. Next, April sixteenth, our prime minister said we need to do better, signaling that the federal government will help to subsidize temporary wage increases for nurses and nursing home staff. On the seventeenth, the Quebec Premier Francois Legault um, vowed to shift into a problem-solving mode. Uh, and to try to increase the w- wages. And then in Ontario on April 25th, we had a salary top up of $4 an hour. And anyone who works over 100 hours in a month gets a, a flat pay of two fifty. dollars So um, the provinces in our country are being called for, uh, car, are now being called on the carpet for the, the poor jobs and for our, some of our country's most vulnerable people even before the pandemic struck. Okay, so good. They're doing something now, right? Yeah. They're, um, they've increased pay at four bucks an hour, which is pretty significant. They're giving flat rate and they're acknowledging it. So something's better than nothing. And I- well, Yeah, I think it, first of May, um, out here is here. I got, oh, no, 500, I think I had 500 pound bonus. I don't think their rate of impose increase. So they, every, every care worker, is getting a five hundred pound bonus, which I think equates to something like thirty-two million pounds, which is, yes. is something, you know. But um, so, so what? Think, do you said five hundred pounds, so that's that would be like six hundred bucks here, right? No, five hundred. That would be like close to a grand here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just I mean, give people perspective, like yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's good, but yeah, I mean, then carry carry on. Yeah, so absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, they do it without that anyway. But as you said, you know. So now one of the worst companies here is called Responsive Care Inc., and there are a shit ton of lawsuits that come down on them. I've now, never even heard of them. Yeah, they're behind some of the biggest uh, nursing homes around. Um, now I gathered most of this information from uh, CBC News and uh, a different uh, Canadian sites. I'm going to post this in the show notes, so if you want to go take a look at where I got some of these stats, um, but I think that you know CBC is pretty reputable. Um, Absolutely, there. Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Um, nice, nice, Karen. Do you like that voice? Yeah, but it's, <laughs> yeah, run, it's, it's really you know, good. It's, yeah, it's it's very well funded. CBC. Um, CBC I should, is I should very do, well funded. I should start funded. doing some radio for them. I, I can do the uh, the um, uh, the classical music station. Oh, oh Karen, yes. I think you'd be amazing at that. Listen to Mozart in Batch. Mozart, Mozart in Batch. Batch. <laughs> you know what? I can't see your guys' faces. You're both. Uh, which oh, is, I know we're talking, but 
I, I can huh. I, we can hear you though, which is important. Yeah, which is very important. Okay, so here here as of May the seventh, thirty five hundred residents and six staff um, contracted. Now this is May seventh. I don't have really up to date. Like I said, it changes and then they have to gather it all. But right. as of a week ago, thirty five hundred residents and six staff uh, were diagnosed with COVID. Now, That's ridiculous. So here's what the class action suit. It's coming up against uh, the this responsive care group, which I'll say a few times. Responsive care group. Responsive care group. Shame on you, you greedy bastards. Um, so. Here's the lawsuits. Long-term care residents with COVID-19 were kept in the same rooms as the healthy residents. Oh, my God. They refused oh. to accept the province's offer to a SWAT team of healthcare workers to help manage the outbreak. Why? Because they'd see what's really going on in there. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Staff were told not to wear surgical masks because it would scare the residents. Oh, yeah, because that's really high on the list, right? Like, you can't wear a mask and have kind eyes and a kind voice? Fuck you. Yeah, really? Like, oh, fuck. Um... Uh, what else here? Um, sorry, I'm just slipping my book here. Uh, no adequate staff uh, and to care for the staff safely. I mean, I mean, clients safely, obviously what I said. Poorly paid employees often work at part-time bases at multiple facilities, increasing yep. risk. So at one point we had them popping back and forth because yep. they give them only part-time status so they don't have to pay them benefits. So what is a person supposed oh to do? Gosh. So the, the, you go in and you say, oh, we, we have... Um, permanent part-time or but then you, you just you don't you don't get it and you hope that one day you'll get a a full um a full-time position then you can get your benefits so these guys are skirting you know paying the benefits um a lot of companies are doing that unfortunately oh yeah yeah um uh, they didn't communicate properly or at all to any of the family or residents so they had no idea that this thing was flying around yeah. the nursing home they failed to comply with public health guidance regarding outbreak planning supply and access to personal protective equipment screening procedures and testing of both residents and staff so no like they had almost no ppe they weren't testing and uh so this is what they're being sued for and like i said 82 percent of the covid deaths come down to uh the uh what do you call it uh long-term long-term care yeah. and so the further problems that exist in canada that hopefully will be fixed is that the elderly are getting a mix of private and public funding so there's yes. no consistency of that uh a mix of providers for and then there's for-profit and non-profit places and yeah. they rely the care for the elderly relies on paid and unpaid caregivers so eight million people look after seniors at home which saves the government billions of dollars. But it's not like they're giving the families are getting proper funding or resources in order to care. They're just saying, let's keep them at home as long as possible. Mm -hmm. um, the wages vary widely. And um, and if you're employed at a hospital, I mean, that's the place you want to be. If you're employed at a hospital, you get paid the best and you have uh, access to benefits and things like that whereas at the nursing homes who knows what very good benefits at the hospitals mm -hmm. yeah yeah the, the last hospital that i worked at <laughs> um I, I have to say i was treated amazingly through everything that i've gone through so um but then again i was in a position of of being an rn and a full-time job and so you know it's i was very fortunate for that um so 
The National Union, I got this from the Toronto Star, the National Union of Public and General Employees have asked Trudeau to extend federal law to cover residential care and facilities. That is to take control by ensuring that long-term care within Canada will be under the Canada Health Act in order to enforce national standards in care and accessibility. Why aren't nursing homes being treated the same as hospitals? Yeah. So now that is a damn good question. They're asking that they get put in, under the Canada Health Act, and I think that that has to a hundred percent happen. And when this is all said Absolutely. and done, we need to push for that. We can't just say, "Oh, this is over. Let's cover it up again." No, we need to push, 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 push. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Sorry, that was all a bit of a mouthful, but I, I wanted just to call so my, my own co- country, my own country's government on the carpet for the t- way we treat our elderly. Our country was built on the backs of our of our elderly and their hard work. OK, they brought us into this world. They de- they deserve to have dignity. They deserve to have kindness. Absolutely. And so yep. much of them are, are being robbed of this. That's my little. There was a Karen, serial killer. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, there was a serial killer. I did a series on Elizabeth Wetlawfer. She killed eight um, elderly patients, in, and she worked in nursing home exclusively. They think that she's done up that, that over two hundred people were poisoned or maybe murdered by her, so they could only guarantee eight. But they say, or she only admitted to eight, but up to two hundred. Why right. did she get away with it for so long? because there wasn't enough staff there wasn't enough supervision there wasn't protocol on on medications you know insulin and whatever would just be in a fridge lying around you could literally shake the 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 narcotics out of the med box and they would fall out the bottom that's how she was stealing stuff so part of the reason why and now this is a bit of a stretch talking about a serial killer in a nursing home but part of the reason why she got a lot away for it for so long was because who was watching her well exactly yeah was holding her accountable now thank god i'd say the majority of the world and nurses are not serial killers but for christ's sakes part of the reason and i think it's important to bring that out is that if you can have poor care you can also have like shit like this go down absolutely yeah it's scary and just i'm gonna say two more things also working we're also working uh i saw two situations about elder abuse because elder abuse is a huge problem i think everywhere yeah but i want to get you guys opinion because i think i know what you're going to think first off when i say this and then when i explain it you might have a different perspective i was called to home as a supervisor to check out um an elderly lady that they said was tied up to a bed um in their home so i went over there and in fact she was tied um one arm one leg onto into bedposts in her bed her hand and foot was really really swollen the lady was very clean very well fed the family there was a large family and they were all out working the reason why they said that they had tied her up is because they weren't getting enough support and they couldn't bear to put her in a home and it made me sick on all levels. Now, are these horrible families? Are they? No. And they these aren't. And these weren't like this family wasn't very highly like they weren't in medicine or healthcare, so they it wasn't like they had a full understanding of how much how dangerous. I mean, all it took was this lady to slip out of one, fall out of the mm-hmm. bed. I mean, we we could I could break down a thousand reasons why this is unsafe. But are they horrible people right. for doing that? I, Lorraine, you want to go? No, I, I don't think so. I think they just thought they were doing the best they could, really, you know, you know. Because otherwise it was a clean environment. 
she, like I said, she was mm, welfare. Yeah, welfare. Exactly. And she and the, th- the reason why they did this as well is because she had severe dementia. Now, I left that part of it out, which is mm. uh, the big reason because she would wander and fall and had many falls and stuff. So when I told her right. that, I had to call um, the different services to have them inspect and maybe possibly have her placed for now. They 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 bawled, they cried, they sobbed. Mm. So like we can't do this to our mom. And I felt like there is no. How do you handle this? Like, what is a right situation here? Well, the only there, one I can really think of is give this family enough funding so they can hire yeah. someone to stay with her. Yeah. Or, put her, or be able to put them in a nursing home where they know that their loved one is going to be 100% safe. Right. Absolutely. And it's scary. And nobody, like, right now, can you say to yourself, you know, when you get to that age where you can't take care of yourself, nobody is able to take care of you, let's say, that you would feel confident going into a nursing home? I wouldn't right no. now. I would neither. I, there's no way. I mean, I couldn't afford to, neither Mary and I could afford to go into something that's going to cost like, you know, two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 a year. No, no, absolutely not. not. You know, I don't think the average person doesn't. So, I mean, that, that was a situation. Um, and then in, in retrospect, there was another case I went to where it was reported from a PSW that a lady was being held virtually in a cage in the basement of their house. They had built a room, put up oh and put up walls uh, that were like, um, you know when you're putting a foundation in and you've got like the, the bricks and then you or not the bricks the posts and then you put your drywall on it so it was sort yep. of like an unfinished oh, yeah. wall yeah. with a door on it and she was living in this place in the basement and the family had taken over all her money and um, and were basically leaving her with a bucket to go to the bathroom in oh, filthy no. clothes no, con- uh, no um, contact with the family and just slop to eat and so here's a family that had plenty of money to send this lady to a proper home. But they locked her in a basement. That's now, disgusting. I, I, I'm not going to get, yeah. obviously, into more detail, but it became a case and they got into a shit ton of problems, a, a trouble. They faced le- major legal um, uh, implications and stuff like that. Thank God. But it's like, thankfully that doesn't happen very often but i guess what i'm trying to point out here is that you had a family who adored their loved one who would do anything to take care of them and then in yep. retrospect here's people with a yeah. whole bunch of money and they they locked this lady in a basement and it's like that's disgusting well definitely you're talking about no choice aren't you no choice but to do this and tie mum up or whatever look after that because you don't have any other choice and choosing to leave your mother in a basement with a bucket and slots yeah exactly yeah. And yeah, it's, it's disgusting. disgusting and you know Beautiful. and i i i had when i brought the 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 this information to the my my manager about the lady with the that was tied up and um to uh the the social work and stuff like that and their immediate reaction was what a bunch of sick bastards and i'm like well wait wait meet these people first and listen to their situation. My initial reaction was, oh my God, Jesus Christ, you know? And then I had to be uncareful. I had to be careful untying her, right? Like she was very agitated. So do I untie her? Do I keep her? I mean, I decided to to do that and try to keep her relaxed and stuff like that because I just couldn't bear to, but you could see. Anyway, I I don't want to keep going on and on about it, but it's Uh like, these are some of the... um, uh some of the the problems that are being faced when families want to love and care for a loved one and they're they'd rather have them at home than send them to a mm-hmm. long-term care facility uh yeah. you know again i want to just say that thankfully it's not like this all over the place but it's bad enough that some places are 
absolutely decrepit, shameful, and yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And and some places are amazing, uh, regardless yeah. of whether it's publicly funded or privately funded. But uh, enough's enough. Shit's got to be done. We we got to take yeah, care yeah, of the elderly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the, you know what that, else I think? What's that? I think that um, Lorraine has to tell us a story after. Yeah, because her accent. What, what kind of story? Okay, well, we don't is, care. This has been a, a long, uh, sad episode, I think, so far. And of course, like usual, I'm the jabbermouth that just doesn't shut up. So let's let's. Oh, try you, to... Shall I tell you a story about being on the elderly ward and the teeth? Then now I don't know whether it's an urban myth one, but it's the story that was related to me. Okay, so yes, let's move on to um, yes, to happier happier stories, <laughs> and. I just want to send my love to all the elderly out there. Thank you so yeah. much for making it possible for me to le- live the amazing life that I have so far. And uh, let's take care of our elderly. Let's love them. Let's hug them. But it, well, unless they, you know, slap us and say get away. But or they smell. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's have some funny stories here. Okay. So I was working on an elderly ward. Um, lovely time, as said. Really, I was working the night shift. I love night shifts. They're really, really quiet for me. Uh, a friend of mine, a, a sort of a compadre, a student, whenever she worked a night shift, there were people um, dying, having accidents all over the place. Me, absolutely quiet, nothing happening. Um, so this one story, um, it's three o'clock in the morning, um, and I hear this knocking. No idea what it was. Heard it again. Um, I looked to where it was coming from. Now, it was a bay where somebody had previously died before I come on shift. We were waiting for them to be to be taken away down from Orkney. So, so you're the, the knock, knocking was coming out of the room where the person that yeah, had it was was coming, it was, yeah, it was coming out. Of the, it was like um, it was like a nightingale ward, but we had these side bays. So it was a side bay, and the windows were closed. You know, we'd, we'd sort of um, seen through and everything. So all this knocking was coming from there. The other two nurses had gone on their break and made themselves a little bed in the day room, two chairs together, blanket on top, would go to sleep, and leaving me, student nurse, third-year student nurse, looking after the ward for the patient. Okay, it's just what happened then 30-odd years ago. I know, it's ridiculous. I can see you shaking your head, but it's just what happened. And it was quite, it was okay, apart from this knocking. And I was scared, excuse me, shitless. I was absolutely Apart from the knocking from the dead person. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not a big deal. It was fine. I'm not scared of the death. Usually, I'm not scared of the death. That doesn't really scare me. I think it was just maybe of the unknown. Anyway, so this knocking went on for about half an hour. Uh, The other nurses came back from their break. I was telling them all about it. I gingerly crept to the bay. Um, Nothing there. Absolutely nothing there. Could still hear this knocking, scraping. Scraping. What it was. Scraping. Absolutely scraping. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, like, take anyway, my license, turned, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It turned out it was. It must have been about half past four, maybe five o'clock. The um early shift had come in very early and was starting to make their tea and toast in the oh. bay. <laughs> Oh my God! So you really? thought that you were being haunted? And my other quick one. Now it, this didn't happen to me, but it, it's a story that's been relayed to me, and I don't know whether it's an urban myth. It's about the one the nurse 
who was on an elderly patient ward, decided um, that she was going to do something really nice for the patient and she was going to clean all their teeth. So by the side of the bed, little denture pots with their teeth in, you know, up to look. So she collected them all, they're all named on the top beautifully. So she went around with a trolley, collected all the teeth, big sink full of water, like a big buck sink bed in the sluice, big sink full of hot soapy water. And one by one, she tipped all these teeth, all these dentures, into, the, into this big, big sink. Kate. Gave a big sluice around, big sluice around. So let me okay. guess, you didn't have their names written on the teeth, right? No names <laughs> written on the teeth. <laughs> oh, thank God. So if you've got, if you've got a sink, a sink full now of top and bottom dentures and no clue who they belong to. So, so they're all walking around. She would just apparently she just paired up the teeth as best she could regards colour and size. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Colour and size. I love it. And put them in the pots and these are like a bit pea stained. <laughs> oh my god! No oh my god! That is what by what by what truth basis that's on. But um, yeah, I thought it was quite a funny story. Oh, I love it! I love it! <laughs> I, I I totally can see someone like having the best intentions doing something like that. Absolutely! Oh yeah. god! Yeah! Absolutely! Absolutely! Yeah. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Um, since you talked about a uh a sort of a ghost type story thing. Mm. Uh, I got to tell a funny one. Uh, and this is when I was in nursing school. There was this crazy nurse that w- that worked on this one floor. It was a surgical floor. And she just was doing practical jokes all the time. Honestly, if she was ever found out, she probably would have get fired. But no one really said anything because they were pretty damn funny. But right. so we, we have, I don't know if it's the same. Pretty much it's universal, I would think. But when someone passes, there's, you know, the kind of like the metal stretcher table that you yeah. place them on and yeah. then we put like um it's like a frame and then canvas on top of it so it sits yeah. on top and so you can't see the the body and we called it the blue cadillac just you know oh, nice. you know if there's patients around yeah. and stuff we'll be like oh can yeah. you go grab the blue, blue cadillac well we had a blue cadillac parked in front of the the elevators and you couldn't you couldn't quite see the elevators were Basically, you get off on the floor and then you go left or right around the corner and that would be the, the nurse's station, right? So we had one parked there for whatever reason. This woman crawled into it. Okay. Lied oh. in wait. And the next nurse or next, like she, I, guess, I don't know if she found out who it was, but the next nurse that got off the elevator, she threw it off and screamed. Oh no! I would poop my pants. I would poop my that pants. Nurse I would what, hit the deck it. like there was a fucking bomb going off, oh, you know. Gosh. And sh- all you heard was, <sighs> "What a son oh, of a bitch!" Oh I would know to kill her. Oh, or, I couldn't even with it. How bad is that? No, I would have died. I, I don't like it. That I don't know. I kind of find it. I find it a bit funny, but yeah. I also think it's incredible. Oh, oh no, it's funny, but I, I still can't do scary. I can't do scary like that. Jump well, scares. I don't oh, know how she. You, know. you don't. Oh, I hate jump scares too. But, uh, See, anyway. I kind of like them a little bit. I don't I know. I'm don't. weird like that. I like doing no. it to people. I don't like it being done to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, that's oh, yeah so I jump out to look it's at always people, yeah. it's always a double standard for me it's like I can scare the shit out of you but don't you dare don't even think about it don't you scare me don't you scare me anyway this has been amazing Erica you have any funny stories Jeez, you really caught me on the spot. No, I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. Erica is uh, a funny story. That... Oh, I shouldn't say I know. that. You're the best. I, well, no, I am. I well, I mean, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to toot my own horn. <laughs> you just want to toot. Um, just want to. Okay, well, you try my egg fast diet. I want you. To... Yeah. <laughs> yes. We want you to come up. So your your assignment, I guess, is I want you to come up with or can you come up with a couple of funny stories for the next episode? Yes. All right. You got homework. You got homework. There you go. Right. Yeah, you're gonna have homework too, Missy. Um, uh, if you'll come on the show again, it was amazing having you on. What's the What's Fantastic. The yes. Oh, thank you. <sighs> we have to do this again. hundred percent. Yeah, this was amazing, and yeah, yeah I enjoyed. I could listen to you all day. Yeah. Oh, thank you're you. Gonna, I love you guys. Well, your accent is a little bit different from what I thought it would be. Um, I think oh, it's great. on the last episode. It's like twiddly dee. I put on my pantaloons and my bloomers. I know. Um, okay, so what's coming up? Well, we're going to have a placebo effect coming up in the near future, but the next thing that's coming up is part two of the dreaded Lacey Spears case. Um, oh God! I've been a cursing and a swearing lately. I got to tell you, but uh, cursing and, and swearing and swearing and cursing. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, Karen, you're gone. I do see Lorraine though right now. You're oh, still dancing. Me. Yeah, she's dancing. Let's give a shout out to uh, to uh, uh, ESP Barry. Oh, he's love. Hey, Barry. You know Barry what? Give, give him a little promo, Lorraine. Well. ESP is Extraordinary Story Stories podcast, and it's it's true crime, it's crazy stories, it's love stories, it's stories about sex, stories about human life, and it's absolutely wonderful. Absolutely adore it. Barry is a fantastic human being, I have to say, wonderful human being. Okay, so everybody, yeah. go listen to Extraordinary Stories podcast. Yeah. ESP, you can find it everywhere, and uh, you gotta go, gotta go listen to that. Let's end today's show with a virtual hug. Got my arms around you guys. I got and, my arms around uh, you guys. Do you home. want me to say? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. To end the show, if you guys have, an, if you go yeah. in a second, if you guys got an extra ten minutes, I want you to listen. To what Lorraine has to say here. So, Lorraine, end the show. Tell them what you're saying. So, there's a train station in Wales, and it's got the longest name. This name was made up for the train station. It's actually translated to St Mary's Church in the hollow of the White Hazel, uh, near to the Rapid Whirlpool or Chantisilio on the Red Cape. Okay? Okay. That the, so, that's the name of this place. That's the translation. And uh, that's the, the translation. That's the translation. Hold your horses there, Missy. Okay. And the Welsh pronunciation is God bless you. Do you need to next? Soon tight. Bless you. Are, are, wow, you you sound like you're coming down on something. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. Thank you. I'm not Welsh. I think that's pretty good. I think so. That's pretty damn good. I can't even speak some English. (laughs) 
<laughs> we see the double is starts off with a double L, and the double L is pronounced. Oh come yeah, on, that's not right. Shh. Yeah, I love to I eat clam. Lemon. Yeah. Okay, let me talk you. Clam and it's clam fire. Clam clam fire. Clam fire. Pool gringy. Pool gringy. Uh, the pools gringies. <laughs> Go girl. Go girl. Go girl. Go girl. Quintuplet. Quintuplets. Quintuplet. <laughs> Clam Sicily. Clam Sicilian. Clam Sicilian. <laughs> oh, I'm missing O. 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 Go go go. Go go go. Go go go! Oh my God! So that, go girls. I don't think the translation's right because I heard about go go girls eating yeah. Sicilian clams and stuff like that. So I think well, they the don't red, have the translation. The red right. is the golf bit. Golf a cork is red. Cork. If I keep doing this, my cork will be green. <laughs> 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 oh man it's been amazing talking to you guys oh, you guys too okay. miss, you, miss you miss you miss you take care now stay safe please. you too Lorraine we'll yeah, I will. stay in touch on the clickety clack computer yes again. please let's do this again yeah. soon please Definitely. yes so guys bye guys bye bye bye, bye. bye.